Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another daily episode of Bachelor Nation content. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, and this is the Bachelor Rush Hour. That's right, it's your daily remix of all of the news in Bachelor Nation. A very slow day today. I've got two different clips to play from you to play for you guys from our YouTube videos and a couple other updates. I've got all of the spider updates for those wondering. Yes, I found what appeared to be a tarantula in my front yard. That's right, a tarantula. It's mating season. You guys don't think you get laid enough. These tarantulas are busy. <laughs> so much to talk about. Last night, I'll give you an update. I had a stand-up show at a weed dispensary, which I thought was going to be just like seven or eight stoners hanging out on a couch because usually that's what it is. But turns out it was a wild production. Multiple professional cameras, stage, DJ, an audience of ashtrays and billowing marijuana smoke. Uh, did not smoke myself, but was elevated by a contact high that you read about. Uh, it was actually a good set. My buddy gave me great advice, which I want to pass down to you guys. He said, slow down. And I have to remind myself to do that every once in a while. I have a little bit of uh, an anxious tendency to want the world to speed up for instant gratifications purposes. And I'm here to tell you guys, it's going at the speed it's going with or without you. Okay, folks, you maybe need to hear that. Maybe you don't. Aren't we always so busy just passing the person in front of us or crossing lanes of traffic to get one car in front of the next? The world's spinning, folks, and we don't have too much control over that. So buckle up and just enjoy the ride is a reminder I have to give myself just about every day. And of course, what happened? I had a great set. I slowed down. I had fun. All right, so... We got a voicemail to play. The voicemail line is open, 401-213-9828. Feel free to call in, 401-213-9828. Nick Lachey comments on his past love life in Us Weekly. Nick Lachey celebrated that his marriage to Vanessa Lachey is better than the relationship he had with his ex-wife, Jessica Simpson. He said, marriage is always better the second time, right? And look. People are upset. How dare you besmirch the good name of Jessica Simpson? But it's like, let me tell you something. You always say that whoever you're with now is the best option, right? No one's going to be like, oh, no, the first marriage was great. The second one's chopped liver. No. And what's so bad with chopped liver anyway? So anyway, did I ever tell you my story about meeting Nick Lachey? I was in Cincinnati, which turns out it's where Nick's from. And I was at a bar. I went to a bar with my wife at the time, just my girlfriend and her sister, Chelsea. My wife, Tasha, her sister, Chelsea. And we go to a bar called Lachey's. And uh, we go inside. I go, is this owned by Nick Lachey? And the bartender goes, not only is it owned by Nick Lachey, he's here. I said, get out of town. I said, I'm a big 98 degree fan. And I'm going to need to meet Nick Lachey. He said, he's around the corner. Go say hi. I said, I don't believe it. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, my wife, Tasha, and her sister, Chelsea, were like, oh, my gosh, so cool. Like, they were acting all cool. I'm telling you, we get around the corner, they start dwarfing. They become so shy. They're nervous. And my thought was, look, this, and again, he's actually, you know, this is uh, probably five years ago. I was like, oh, he's going to be happy to meet us. So we uh, we just kind of, you know, bust over to him and say, hey, and you know, look, hey, it's his bar. He's, he's, he's out there. He's supposed to be mingling with his fans. So I'm talking to Nick Lachey. And uh, we have a good conversation because I say, hey, me and my my girlfriend, uh, we live in Los Angeles. And, of course, he's got a home in the Valley. 
And then uh, after we're done talking with him, we talk for probably five minutes or so, he's wasted. And uh, as you should be at a bar where the beers are flowing that you don't have to pay for, uh, um, he, uh, he goes, I got to go. So he leaves. And then I look over and it turns out there was a table of women that were nervous to go talk to Nick Lachey. And then I guess maybe I didn't cut in line. There was no line to see him. But rather than leap and the net will appear and make their way off to go talk to him, they stalled and then he left. And uh, their story is very different than mine because they never got to meet that guy. Uh, not that it's a big deal. He's not the president. He was in a boy band, right? Uh, anyway, that's your Nick Lachey update. And let's see what else we have in the world of entertainment. Lindsay Lohan has her new movie, I believe comes out today or tomorrow, discusses Falling for Christmas, a Netflix film, and reveals her interest to join Marvel. For nearly 25 years, Lindsay Lohan has reigned as the lovable heroine in such memorable films as The Parent Trap, Freaky Friday, and Mean Girls. Which, by the way, Parent Trap and Freaky Friday were both remakes, I believe, right? Uh, after taking a brief hiatus from her Hollywood leading roles, Lohan, 36, has officially returned to her comedy roots in the form of a heartfelt holiday film titled Falling for Christmas, now streaming on Netflix. In Falling for Christmas, Lohan plays Sierra Belmont, the stylish heiress to, era, heiress to a luxury hotel dynasty. Okay, so she's essentially playing Paris Hilton. She soon finds herself with amnesia following a bizarre skiing accident and the unexpected events that follow put life into perspective for the privileged woman while helping her discover her true and productive purpose being both the star of falling for Christmas and an executive producer on the project. I began. Okay. So it's a whole interesting conversation with Lindsay Lohan. This is her time for redemption. Lindsay Lohan grew up in a time where we slut shamed celebrities. We followed their every move. We criticized them on their weight, their looks, their beauty, all of that. Do you remember that? Do you remember that we were just okay with this? This was all happening back in the early 2000s. And it's time for Lindsay Lohan to get her redemption. Yes, she struggled with celebrity. Yes, she had what appeared to be a sort of fame hungry mom. You know, her momager, her dad, you know, ugly fighting, divorces, whatever went down. Drugs, alcohol, you know, none of us, none of us knows what it's like to grow up under that sort of scrutiny. And now that she's 36, she's got a long life ahead of her. She looks healthy. She did like what that rocket mortgage, rocket mortgage commercial, whatever it was. I don't remember what it was, but she's able to, um, you know, she, she, you know, we, we see her as a young, beautiful woman, but yeah, she's got great comedy chops. She's always been good in comedies. So very much looking forward. Let me tell you guys this. I will watch this movie for you and get back to you. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, my wife and I, Tasha, we do uh, we go pretty hard on the Christmas season. Hard on the Christmas season. We jingle all the bells, if you know what I mean. And we're going to be doing Vlogmas this year, which are Christmas-themed vlogs where we uh, sort of try new Christmas products, reveal, uh, review Christmas movies, and just kind of uh, tie together everything from the holiday season. So we'll be doing that for you guys. If you want to be a part of that community, we're going to have a link. There'll be a link in the description here, but you can go on YouTube and just type in Tasha Courtney. We're going to have the vlog on her channel this year, trying to grow her YouTube channel, Tasha Courtney, and those will be mostly daily Christmas vlogs. Uh, all right. Also, Thanksgiving's around the corner on November 26th. I will be featuring 
um, on a very fun and special Thanksgiving stand-up show. Saturday, November 26th in Newport, Rhode Island at Rejects Beer Company. That's right, at a awesome brewery. It's probably going to sell out at about 100 tickets. So make sure to get yours if you live anywhere in the New England area and can make it to Newport. Um, Saturday, November 26th. I'll be hanging out before and after my set. Come say hi. Again, that's in Newport, Rhode Island. And there's a link on my link tree linktree.com slash Dave Neal. I'll post it in the comment section and on Instagram at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z, where you can go to uh, get tickets for that. I really appreciate all the people that are going to come out and support. I know there's going to be a fun crowd and it's perfect. It's on a Saturday. You've had your hangover. You've had your uh, cranberry sauce and your leftovers and then you can come hang with us. All right, let's go to our next uh, voicemail. I think this is in response to the fact that I said, let's get over the whole like um, the election was stolen type of thing. Let's have a listen. Hey, Dave, Becca from Maryland. Um, I was just listening to your podcast today from yesterday, Wednesday, and um, someone had called in talking about um, the election and whether or not, you know, stolen and agree whether or not, um, you know, everything was truthful. And um, unfortunately, I live in an area where, you know, there's just so much corruption and um, you know, the fact that the government went through the process to, you know, prove whether or not it was stolen, you know, I don't know if that proves whether or not, I mean, not to say, you know, that it was or that it wasn't, but, um, you know, I think most politicians have a price on their morals, and so, um, I don't know, hard to believe, you know, one way or another when, um, you know, there's just a lot of corruption and, a, you know, a price on everything. So, I mean, well, I appreciate I appreciate the thoughts and I understand the sentiment. And this is one of the problems we have in society is that some 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 conspiracy theories come true. Some are true. The government has done heinous things in its day and different government agencies, tests and certain things. People have lied about wars. and Absolutely. But what are we supposed to do? With the election system, we've got judges that are relatively impartial because they were elected for life. They can't really be bought in the sense that certain politicians can be. They preside over, um, you know, these elections in every state. Every state has agreed upon rules, mail-in ballots, this and that. Uh, this idea that someone can vote 15 times, it just isn't true. So could there be fraudulent activity on a person-by-person basis? Yes. Uh, most elections are won by 50,000 to a million votes or something like that. Very few come down to dozens of votes. And when that does happen, you can audit elections. You can look and double-check and make sure every ballot made sense. So yeah, some sometimes you know some fraudulent activities could happen, but on the grand scale and grand scheme of things, it's just not happening. Just about every court system that was tried in 2020 uh, for election fraud, nothing came of it. And then they just want to send you out on this wild goose hunt. Well, then the next thing is going to drop, you know, soon. And the next thing. So just because the system's flawed, just because politicians are greedy and they are, the money in politics awful, we got to get rid of it. But just because that exists doesn't mean 
we're not having a fair election. I mean, about as fair of an election as I think we can get to. And some people say, oh, we want, uh, you know, we want all the elections counted on the same day. How come in Bolivia they can count all their elections in the same, or all their votes in the same day? Every state has a different policy. There are plenty of states that allow for early voting. Uh, you know, people like to vote early. They like to get it out of the way. They're not going to change their minds. They mail their votes in. In some states, they, those votes don't get counted till the day. And I can't believe I have to explain this. But some people don't realize, oh, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand. Everything, the, the, the red candidate was going to win. And then all of a sudden, all these votes came in and the blue candidate won. Well, a lot of people that do early voting uh, vote blue. There's a higher percentage of Democrats who vote early. So a lot of times the initial votes that are counted are the digitized ones that are counted on the day. And then we count all of the ones that are mail-in ballots, which take more time. So then you go, oh my gosh, I don't understand. It, it, it could sound fraudulent if you don't know how the system works out. I understand that. Um, but I think... I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of damage that's been done with integrity and just questioning the integrity without like, look, if people are going to question, if politicians are going to question the integrity of an election, it has to be reported and said whether or not they have any factual reason to question that or not. So it seems one of the big problems that we have is integrity over elections and the doubt that has been sowed amongst uh, political leaders for saying, oh, the election was rigged, it was stolen, it was this, it was that. No, the system's flawed with a lot of ways. Gerrymandering, you know, districts are redesigned. We have to remember, it's literally been since the 1980s that a Republican presidential candidate has won with the popular vote. You understand, the election system is flawed, but for those that think it's flawed against Republicans, I think you have to realize that that's not necessarily the case. And I understand you you may think, oh, social media skews Democrat or is left-leaning and all that. I totally understand uh, the concern there, but this doubt that has been sowed that um, a fraudulent activity is happening, it's a real, it's a real bummer because uh, there's a bit no proof. And... And that's kind of where we stand. So hopefully people can open their eyes to that and realize that, yes, the system can be a little bit flawed and it, and it needs to be improved. But it's like, what, like the idea being we should let as many legal adults, registered voters vote. We want that. Voting should be something that everyone gets a chance to do. And a lot of times in cities, there's, um, you know, people may skew left, left-leaning Democrats uh, you know, I think we can say most cities are blue. Most cities lean left and it can be harder for people to get to polling places because a lot of people get out of work, blue collar jobs, five, 6 PM. And all of a sudden, you know, they got to get a babysitter so they can go over there to vote. So the idea of making voting easier, but not easier to hack, but just easier and more accessible is an idea we as Americans should all get behind. But I don't know if that benefits uh, both parties in a way that it should. So I always say this, vote for people that want to expand voting rights and make it easier to vote and make it easier for the people to make the decision that they want to make. I think we should all embrace that. All right, folks. Well, in our first video uh, clip today, these videos are both available on YouTube, I've got a video about Aaron Clancy. There is a Bachelor in Paradise spoiler, as in where his relationship ends up at the end of Bachelor in Paradise. So if you care so much about that you're not, or, or not, not getting spoiled, you're not going to want to listen any farther. And then after that, we've got a, a, a Johnny and Victoria story. So our first story of the day, let's 
let's go over to Aaron Clancy and Reality Steve's reporting on his activities. A lot of people have been asking for an update on Spidergate. Now, if you guys don't remember, it's rained a lot in Los Angeles. And a couple days ago, I walked out on my front area and I saw this incredibly gigantic spider. So here's the Instagram video. I'm talking three, four inches in diameter. That dog was freaking out. He was like, what is that thing? It was an alien. Huge, huge. Well, here are the updates. Someone said that's probably a wolf spider. We have lots of them. We own a nursery and landscaping construction company. Lots of places for them to hide. So someone thought it was a wolf spider. But if we look, wolf spiders range from half an inch to over two inches. So if this were a wolf spider would have been the biggest wolf spider ever this was way bigger than two inches it was about four inches long um someone said tarantulas do exist in california this is their mating time i need that bow wow chicka wow wow music i've seen them in northern california not sure what their range is so i guess they i guess they took the highway they took four or five south here's here's the expert we got an expert ladies and gentlemen Hi, Dave. It's your friendly spider expert here. Now, if you asked me four days ago if I was going to be getting contacted on Instagram by friendly spider experts, I would have been like, what a weird week it's going to be and a weird week it is. My background is in entomology, which is the study of insects, and arachnology, which is the study of spiders from Purdue University. That is 100% a tarantula, likely Aphonopelma echinogli. Or Aphonopelma joshua, based on the leg span body size and how it's walking. It might surprise you to know that there are a number of tarantula species in California, and they are occasionally found in very urban areas like LA. And by all means, Tasha was like, burn it, stomp it, kill it, you know, cancel it, uh, find its old Twitter messages and, you know, go. <laughs> But I was like, no, I don't want to kill a spider. It was huge. I, like, I don't, you know, it's one thing to kill a little ant or bug's life or whatever. I was like, I don't need to hear the crunchy sound and wipe the goo off. No, none of that. I don't need it. Um, anyway, so um, the study of arachnology is a scientific study of arachnids, which comp com comprise spiders and related invertebrates, such as scorpions, pseudoscorpions, and harvestmen. Those who study spiders and other arachnids are arachnologists. All right, so we have a professional arachnologist here for you guys. Here's the one they mentioned. She said, Aphonopelma joshua is a species of spider in the family Pteraphosidae, found in the U.S. in California. So, I mean, can you imagine just the brilliant minds that exist in our community? My guess is it was a female because um, the female actually looks bigger and has a little bit more of a butt. What do you guys think? Was this a female? Either way, it's mating season. So if this was a female, was she on a walk of shame? Was it a booty call? What was she? You know, it was a eight, eight, uh, eight lighter, eight spider legs. You know, these boots are made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these spiders are going to lay eggs all around you. Um, if there's any arachnophobics out there, I do apologize for this conversation. It's only going to get worse. So just tune away for the next two minutes. Not all spiders are hairy bodied. Tarantulas are. I was like, what makes a tarantula different from another spider? Tarantulas have two or four spinnerets, which is a silk exuding tube-like structures, while spiders have six. How cool is this? Spiders exude silk to make webs to catch or prey, whereas tarantulas Tarantulas do that for carpeting of the floor of the nest and make hammock-like bedding. So I found a tarantula that literally gets to hang out in its hammock that it's spun from its own spider silk. That's pretty cool. 
Please don't watch the next 30 seconds if you have a problem. This is a video that was posted on National Geographic because people are like, Dave, why don't you just stomp on it? And I said, well, if I stomp on it, first of all, then I get blood on my hands and boots. But then at the same time, I have to deal with what if it's pregnant and all of the little baby spiders run up? This is what someone did. It's graphic. They stomped, they stomped a spider. I know it's graphic. And it released uh, thousands of baby spiders everywhere. And then they had to deal with that. No, not on my watch. If there's a spider in your house, here's a PSA. Don't kill it. Cup it with a little jar and let it go outside. They kill other insects. They're good for you. All right. That's it for Spidergate. Let's get into the rest of this story. Here's, I'm going to play what Reality Steve had to say about Aaron Clancy. But first, here's what our friends at Game of Roses had to say about Aaron Clancy. Superstar. He's a fucking superstar. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. Just like there has been nothing in their relationship since they solidified it. There is no drama. He's creating it out of fucking nothing. This is how you play a fucking love level four. Love level ladies. four. Okay, so they they Game of Roses, of course, great friends of the show. They talk in these sort of like almost Scientology level <laughs> level four level four love, you know, whatever. Um, they 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 watch the show as if it's a sport. So they call Aaron a king for the way he's able to manipulate the show and create d- drama where it doesn't exist. He casts a large wake. Right, he's casting awake in a no wake zone. Well, our friend Dr. Diane Strakowski, also friend of the show, said, "As a therapist, we have to be. And you never want to hear someone say, as a therapist, you know you're about to get in trouble. As a therapist, we have to be careful in glorifying someone who makes Jen anxious for no reason. Whatever level you want to call it, real people may not see it as a game. Why call Aaron a king?" Jen responds. Creating drama from nothing at someone else's expense. Who actually has a heart and isn't playing a game shouldn't be praised. That's sad. Um, here's what Reality Steve has to say regarding Aaron Clancy's love life. Um, someone contacted me and mentioned that Aaron Clancy seems to be seeing somebody post-show. And you're like, okay, well, it's November. The show was filmed in June. Yeah, but... Um, this woman as a therapist <laughs> birthday was a couple nights ago and you know me and in my new policy we do if it's bachelor nation and bachelor nation and i hear about it i'll talk about barrel it. scrape barrel but this woman date. that aaron is pretty much seeing dating whatever you want to call it is not bachelor nation so i'm not going to give her name and i'm not going to show her face and i don't care if you think but I'm you will see in the pictures today i will x out her face and i'll show you what she has posted couple days ago was her birthday. All right, so I'm going to play his podcast and then scroll through his page. Of course, go download Reality Steve's podcast on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, all the jazz. We're just playing a clip. Always promote the original source. She posted a picture of a vase of roses with a heart next to Aaron Clancy's Instagram name, basically insinuating Aaron gave her vase of roses. Agreed. The other thing she posted. Nice roses, $30. Which was a roundup of pictures from the night of her birthday, Logan and Jacob were also in attendance. There's Logan there's in the back. a picture of Aaron kissing her on the cheek. It's pretty clear she's making it known on her Instagram that her and Aaron are a thing. Wow, they could be cousins. So I'm like, okay, that's five months after the fact. Well, I was also notified that if you go back, is it, what is it, 18 weeks? 18 she posted weeks. 18 weeks ago on her Instagram stories. It was either story or real with Aaron at the beach. Group of people taking a group picture, but Aaron is with her with his arm around her. True. 18 weeks from right now 
is right at the beginning of July, roughly, which would have been right after he got back from Paradise. A little suspicious. And then the and then if you go back even further, last summer, there's a picture of them in Tulum, Mexico, together. Now, granted, that was last summer, but look. It's so hard to tell from this I'm photo. just saying. What Aaron's doing here is no different than most guys on this show. They've got somebody, and this girl does live in San Diego, so he's got somebody in his hometown that he was probably seeing. Yeah, all right, so I'll just pick it up right there, Reality Steve. Thank you. Go watch this full clip, his daily morning podcast, Daily Roundup, and go check that out. Plus, he has an interview with Allie Appleby, Miss Dallas Teen USA. You can go check that out, too. Um, but yeah, well, uh, look, I mean, so he has somebody that he was willing to... Not you know like a f- casual friends with benefit. This look, it's 2022. This is this is a different world than when Reality Steve was in his 20s and when I was in my 20s. It's a, just a different world. In some circles, there's hooking up, friends with benefit, casual dating, um, sort of um, being romantic when you're in the moment together. But when you're not in the moment, you're open to seeing other people. It's almost like this. And again, and I actually think to some degree that this style of dating can be more beneficial. And again, it's different for every personality type, but in, to defend Aaron here with my, look, I got wiping my pen here. So, you know, you know, I mean business to defend him here. It is, I think it's nice. I think it's, I think, I think, I think this isn't even a gender issue. I think it's good when women do this too. I think it's nice to date around assuming that's what's being done. And there's no deception. Like you're only, you know, I'm yours. And, and then you go cheat on them or whatever. That's different. But to date around, you do that until someone really stops you in your tracks. I think that's a good thing. Some people, they want like they want commitment. They want to wear the pin and the Letterman jacket on the night one. It's just different, right? SoCal, San Diego lifestyle. Who knows? We haven't heard from the lady. She could be totally cool with him going on the show. The fact that she hasn't blown him up goes to show that she's like, all right, go on the show. When you come back, we'll keep on hooking up. Maybe maybe Aaron's a good lover. Maybe she's, she's like, all right, I don't want to marry this guy, but he knows how to hit all the right spots, and that's important to me. Maybe he hits her like button an odd number of times, right, folks? All right, Dave, calm down. It's a family show. In our last clip of the day, we've got a Johnny and Victoria video. It uh, involves spoilers based on how their season of Bachelor in Paradise ended. This this clip I'm about to share with you, if you are a podcast listener, but uh, do also check out the YouTube, you might want to just watch this one on YouTube because there's a lot of visuals regarding uh, sort of a he said, she said, uh, looking at some background items, this and that. So you're going to like this one. Enjoy uh, this next clip. This is a fascinating, fascinating story. Lauren J. Milovich, Lauren Milovich on TikTok, posted a random TikTok video of her experience, kind of day in the lifestyle at Bachelor in Paradise. But what comes from this, as you can see here, for those watching the video on YouTube uh, and for those that are listening on Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, thank you so much for your support. I will describe this for you. We have... Victoria Fuller crossing frame. She's in the frame for like two, like 0.2 seconds. And then right behind her, we have Johnny Filippo crossing the frame and makes people wonder for sure they were talking. For sure this was the moment where she was like, hey, let's go chat. And just randomly, just randomly, this um, TikTok caught it on camera. Let's just have a watch here. Oh, we messed it up. Hold on a second. I hate I hate TikTok. Here we go. It says, "Come to work 
with a publicist at the Bachelor in Paradise Season 8 celebration event. It's just random photos of Bachelor in Paradise alumni. Here they are. Wells is talking to somebody on the red carpet, which is a pink carpet. There's, um, I don't know who that was, uh, random publicists and DJs. Oh, my. But here it comes right there. Boom, boom. That was it. That was it. If you didn't catch that, let's go back. So the question is, several things can be happening here. And you might wonder, Dave, is this enough for a video? Are, really, are we really going to spend our time barrel scraping? Barrel scraping, Dave. You're damn right we will. Because this story is fascinating, and we're going to piece together the timeline. So before I share what happens next, here are the spoilers. We've already talked about them. I'm just going to review. As it was expected, Johnny said he and Victoria were in couples counseling for three weeks after filming. This is credit for Reality Steve posting this after the reunion, which happened late Friday night. Victoria said Johnny called her a stupid C-word, and she claimed he told her she didn't cook or clean. So what good was she as a woman? So this is Victoria kind of sharing her side of how their fighting went down. Of course, leading up to the fact that she is now with Greg Grippo. Johnny admitted he said things he shouldn't have and that he regretted, but that he never called her that. Johnny said he didn't want to air dirty laundry, but eventually said Victoria threw a wine glass at him and told him she was out of his league. So this is where it becomes interesting because we're getting very specific things here. It's always, it's you know, lies are normally, you know, grand lies. Oh, she went crazy. But when we start saying specific things, she's accusing him of saying the C word. He's accusing her of throwing a wine glass at him. Clearly an ugly fight, which is very interesting because they were pretty docile on Bachelor in Paradise. Victoria was friends with many of the women on the beach. Um, she was rooting for different people. But as we've mentioned before, you can be a good person and then still have a blind spot, which might be how you deal with adversity in a relationship when jealousy pops up, when you feel like your love language is not being met. Those are the moments that we have to look for the most. That's why there's so many people that were like, oh, I don't get it. They're friends with so many people, but they can't hold down a relationship. It's like, well, we all have childhood trauma. We all have triggers. And all I'm here is to tell you guys out there, nobody's perfect. Perfect. If you think your partner's the one who's got all the issues in the relationship, you're ignoring your blind spots. They're blind spots for a reason. You can't see them. They creep up. You don't know you have them. You don't know what you don't know. Now, Victoria for sure has blind spots. I'm sure Johnny for sure has blind spots too. Put together, you've got a woman who is older than Johnny who wants something out of him that he can't provide, which is a career path, which is a knowing exactly what he's going to be doing with the rest of his life. We saw the same issue with Logan and some of these other guys from their mid-20s. Is it an identity crisis? I wouldn't go that far. I'd say when you're in your 20s and you don't know what you want out of life, you sometimes can get drawn to do different types of things. In this case, it's Bachelor in Paradise. They all made it onto the show in one way or another to receive some form of clout. They all made it onto the show to scratch an itch that they had, and here they are. So she's on the show with a much bigger following, much bigger career path. She's already got probably an easy six-figure influencer you know, kind of thing happening with her. And she's dated older men that probably have, est have established their place, whereas Johnny's several years out of college. I'm not making excuses for him just to say age is but a number, but it's also correlated to how closer you are to knowing your true identity. So anyway, Tyler, who was in the cast, was out there with the rest of the cast, and he said he heard from a reporter that Victoria cheated at a party in L.A., and she was telling everyone she was very much single. Victoria went off and started yelling at Tyler, telling him to be quiet, and this didn't involve him. Victoria and Greg were talking pre-paradise, but nothing serious. He had his ex, Clements, and didn't go, and she went, but told Johnny about it. 
Then he'd see Greg texting her, but she reassured him she and Greg were just friends. So it looks like we'll see on the reunion episode that will air in a couple weeks. It looks like we're going to see, um, or next week, uh, it looks like we're going to see that um, she at least admits to a friendship with Greg. And then whether or not there's overlap will really be up to people f- to judge for themselves. So this is where it becomes interesting. All of this went down at the reunion. And then uh, my assumption is this was the after party. My assumption is they would. there's no way they would let the cast mingle before the reunion because that's like letting like a bunch of bucking bros relax a uh, bucking bulls excuse me relax before a um a uh, a professional bull riding tournament no you cattle prod them you make them hungry you poke at their eyes you make them watch a nick vile podcast you get them really upset you know what i mean <laughs> i'm just kidding oh boy you know they're just remember just a bunch of bulls hanging out with like uh you know just just, just like uh, hanging out just, there we go you know putting on their bull robes and everything Okay, uh, we're having fun. So uh, that, I always say we're having fun when I'm shitting on somebody. Uh, hey, come on, we're just having fun. Uh, tell that to your lady. Uh, he, no, honey, no, I know. I think you look good in that dress. I'm just having fun. She's like, all right, you go sleep on the couch. Just have fun with that. All right, so there it is. That's it. That's it. You're watching this. There it was. One more time. So they've done the fight. He's accused her of throwing stuff at him. She's accused him of calling her the C word and all these other things like, you know, you're don't even cook or whatever, you know, um, which, of course, it's like, you know, some some guys are grateful that their lady doesn't cook. Let me tell you, who wants some burnt meatloaf? Um, I grew up on burnt meatloaf. Uh, love a single mom. She's like, put the casserole in at 4 p.m. And I'm like, mom, I'm four. What do you want from me? So anyway, there she is. She's got some sort of um, wine or water with a lemon, whatever it is. I mean, oh, no, I'm sorry, not a wine. It was a, uh, I was going to say wine spritzer maybe a vodka soda maybe a tequila soda and of course um, no no wine glasses in sight they um they uh they they you know who knows where those are so there's that and then there's his ducking moment and of course the ducking moment for him doesn't seem like some docile woe is me duck it seems like all right you're taking an instagram video i'm gonna try to get out of it but of course camera doesn't lie so the question is had they recovered and by the way, I don't, I can't say this for sure. I don't know where this is, but I will tell you, I am very familiar with the Mama Shelter Hotel in Hollywood. And here's the Mama Shelter Hotel on the street. I can't, I haven't pieced this together. I'm not sure. I probably could. Um, let's do, you know what? Let's do this. Mama Shelter, Mama Shelter, Hollywood um, Google Maps. Let's just get onto the street here and see if we can find out because I might be able to, while we're talking right now, piece this together. So you might wonder why am I bringing up Mama Shelter here? Well, there was unverified tea uh, from the other day. My friend saw Johnny and Victoria arguing. She was crying at Mama Shelter in LA. Perhaps they were trying to make peace post reunion. Here's Mama Shelter. I know it very well. I'll make this story about me. I perform stand up plenty of times on the roof of Mama Shelter. It's a beautiful show. And uh, it looks to me right now like this party might have been um, on the street at a bar next to Mama Shelter. How do we go to the uh, view? Let's see how we can find the view here. So if we look down at the street view, uh, here's Mama Shelter up there. That's the rooftop where um, Random T said they were partying. Now the question becomes, is any of this... Oh boy, I think we're onto something. It could, Because I was thinking as we saw the walk by, is this right here the same sort of place... Now we should be able to we should be able to match this pretty easily here. Is that the same as this spot right here? 
Oh, now it's under construction. We saw two different views there. So let's go back. We had we had this view over here. So right down here, is this the same place? Could this be? I mean, will they let us inside? Oh no, we can't. We can't get inside. So this is 6516 Selma Ave. So let's go to 6516 Selma Ave and see. Okay, 6516 Selma Ave. So downtown boutique Hollywood hotels. So let's just see if we can. So it looked like it looked like the after party might have been. Um, let's see uh, photos here in the in the downstairs lounge area. I mean, I could be wrong, but it looks like this is the same spot. We don't need rooms or suites or dining. Um, guys, Are we, so what do you guys think? Is this the same place that they were having their after party? I mean, it looks pretty similar to me. I wasn't really planning on stitching this all together here, but I think we might have just uncovered that... Uh, I think I think we might have just placed the after party at the same uh, street corner that the unverified T says Johnny and Victoria were arguing, in which case that would uh, place the after party here. Then they walked right over here to Mama Shelter. They took the elevator up. Hold on. Street view. They took the elevator upstairs. And then from upstairs, they ended up arguing at the top of Mama Shelter. So that's the timeline. That's where we have them. Do I feel psychotic calling this out? No, not really. It's just a barrel scraping day. Barrel scraping But here day. we are. Let me know what you guys think. We'll have to see if they made up. Maybe they were able to meet in the middle and understand that their fights were toxic and she was moving on. Maybe there was emotional cheating. Maybe she had every intention of making her relationship with Johnny work and didn't even know that Greg was the next guy around the corner. But it looks like her and Greg have, were obviously spotted in Rome. They got tattoos together. So it looks like their relationship has been soft launched, launched by Nick. Vile's um, new robe line and they've got all of that going on alright folks that'll do it for me I've been Dave Neal and this has been Bachelor Rush Hour don't forget hit the follow button subscribe rate it review it share it with your friends uh, we, will be, we will be back tomorrow for a Friday afternoon daily rush bye everybody bye everybody